granddad business with Aaron Caliber. That's my dad. Hello, underpants. That is hilarious. Shut your mouth, dude. Rate and review this podcast or my daddy will go into a deep depression. Welcome to Grown Dad Business. Uh, this is Aaron Kleiber. Uh, I'm coming from the Scare House in Pittsburgh, more specifically Etna, Pennsylvania. Um, this episode is going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. Um, and for any of you uh, that you know have seen some spooky videos that I've done uh, about phobias or some other ridiculous things, uh, that was for Scare House. You may have seen Scare House come up a lot because I'm a huge fan. Um, and, uh, we're going to talk to one of the people that make Scarehouse scary, uh, Dr. Margie Kerr. And, uh, she's a doctor of sociology and she studies fear. Uh, before I talk to Margie, of course, I have to tell you, uh, if you guys want to see any comedy, you can go follow the social medias. You can go on my website, AaronClapper.com. You know, all that you see how hard I pimp it and it's obnoxious and I apologize, but when in Rome, be French. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, and a shout out to our sponsor, Puzzle Packs, puzzlepacks.com. That's packs with an X, P-A-X, puzzlepacks.com. Uh, you guys know what it is. If you listened before, it's a six-pack holder for your beer. It is made of wood, and it folds up into a flat pack that you can put in your purse or your backpack. And... It is sustainable. Is that the word? Yeah, it's green. Thanks, Margie. Um, it's green. It's environmentally sustainable. It is veteran-owned. It is American-made. And it is super convenient and super cool and way better than a wet six-pack cardboard holder. And did I mention, as I always mention, you can get your logo, your name, your favorite sports team, uh, your favorite horror icon emblazoned on the side in the wood. You could also get coasters with things emblazoned on it. And uh, the coasters and also the six-pack built into it is a bottle opener. Yeah, Puzzle Packs is pretty dope. Uh, you've heard my four-year-old son talk about them. Yeah, my four-year-old son will talk about the beer uh, holders. Uh, but you also get a four-pack holder for, you know, if you like big beer, like Chimay, <laughs> like Chimay. Uh, or wine bottles. They have four-pack holders as well. So go to puzzlepacks.com, use the word Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, and you will save some money uh, on your puzzle packs. That's it for that. Um, I have comedy all over the country, cool places, Pennsylvania, Los Angeles, Toronto in December, Toledo, New Year's Eve, Check that out, but I'm home for a little bit because I miss my children. All right, on to our guest. Uh, Dr. Margie uh, is my friend, and we talk about nerdy things. And uh, I thought, hey, you should come on here during October and talk about fear and children. Yes. Hi, Dr. Margie. Hi. Um, Because she just wrote an amazing book. It's called Scream, Chilling Adventures in the Science of Fear. Yep. Um which is basically follows your adventures around the world. Yep. 
I go to Japan, South America, Canada, all over the U.S. doing as many scary and thrilling things as I as I could get my hands on and then link it back to research and uh, write about it. Yeah, I it's it's fascinating. It's uh, <laughs> I am uh, I have an intellectual crush with Margie. Uh, oh. If that makes any sense, it does. Okay, yeah. good. Like I like before the podcast, we just talked for you know forty five minutes. Yeah. about odd things and yeah. history and science, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and I like it. I need those conversations. I, and besides talking to my children about like Dora the Explorer and Legos all day long, right? You need grown up conversations. Yes. Um. But I wanted to ask you because I, you know, a lot of people listen have children, and mm-hmm. I think it would be pretty neat to ask you questions about fear in children. Yeah. You know, first off, is there a phobia of children? Yes, there is. <laughs> there is. Um, I, I forget knew it. the. Oh gosh, I. That's okay. Should, there is a, a name for it too. That is this really stores long... are going to drop your books yeah. because you don't know this. <laughs> there, there. It's it's a fear of children and Chucky a phobia. Um, yeah. I think it can take on multiple sort of um, forms, like a fear yeah. fear of children because of what they represent, you know, uh, or mm. fear of children because they think they're going to, I don't know, hurt them or something. Really? Um, but yeah, there are fear. We can develop fear of anything. Um, oh, I've learned that. Yeah. Margie and I worked together on a bunch of uh, a phobia countdown for Scarehouse. Yeah. And for Scarehouse, you see, I go in tangents. Uh, for Scarehouse, you basically help create Scarehouse. Yeah. Yeah. The, the scares and the, the things that, uh, will be the best to startle and, and scare us in a good way. Um, I like to throw in my ideas, especially for the basement. The basement pretty much is my baby. And yeah, Margie's in charge of something called the basement. It's one of those things that you hear about probably around the country that, you know, people say like, Oh, there's this thing we have to like sign a waiver and it's crazy. No, really. This is one of the ones and has been rated number one for many years all over the country she designs it yeah uh, and it is horrifying and exhilarating it is that's perfect yeah horrifying yeah. and exhilarating because it's yeah. not like other you know extreme haunted right. houses that want to make you feel bad we want to make you feel good right um so we try to to make you feel good by scaring you right uh, so yeah so that's where I really get to sort of play and come up with some cool ideas yeah and you do because I, I I it's that's it, all I got. Yeah. Like I, I tell people all the time about the basement at Scarehouse and, you know, it's fascinating. But this is where uh, Margie's coming from. Yes. Um, you're the doctor of fear, which yeah. is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, and you're doing a ton of press for your book. Yep. And your book's exciting. And go buy, go buy her book. Yeah. yeah go you, buy her book. You can buy it anywhere books are sold, online, Amazon, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll pimp your website before you. we even start. MargieKerr.com. Yeah. M-A-R-G-E-E-K-E-R-R.com. Yep. Um, and I'll post all that stuff. It'll be with the post and all that yeah. stuff. Thanks. But uh, so there is a phobia of children. Of course there is. Yes. Um, so what do you... I have so many questions in my head. Yeah. I have a lot to talk about with fearing kids because it's not really... It wasn't a um, good fit with my book, so I didn't talk a ton about it, but I read a lot of research and um, have talked to a lot of experts who have worked in child development, and I teach human growth and development myself, and so I have a ton of things to say about fear in kids. So So do you... uh, There's so many... I'm I'm a terrible host. (laughs) I should write things down, but there's so many questions I have. Yeah. Yeah. 
How how developed is like fear in children, and how is is it genetic also? Well, our threat response is uh, is inherent. It's something that yeah, yeah we um, will. Uh, it, it's in our DNA. This uh, your survival. Yeah, yeah. And so even as children, you know, there are things that will trigger the threat response, and mm-hmm. um, that will sort of motivate them to change, uh, you know, um, behavior or, uh, and you can see that things are changing in their physiology and what's happening though, as a child, as a baby, they are likely not cognitively aware of, of what's happening. They're just responding very much as a, you know, as an animal. Um, and then as we get older, (laughs) that's about right. I have toddlers. That's about right. As we get older and we can start really thinking about fear and thinking about what we're afraid of, then it's, you know, starts to look more like uh, adult fear. But there's that time, these developmental years uh, when kids are just learning so much about the world. And um, if you can imagine what it must be like to hear a story of something fantastic, some monster, and this all in the context of every day discovering something new. Right. Well, why couldn't a monster be real right. too? You know, you just you just saw a car for the first time, or that's not a good example. No, um, I know what you mean. Like, but, like real, like learning how like this is a plane flies. Yeah, like, like that's crazy. So if somebody, if as a child, you know, you're told there are these, you know huge things that weigh tons and tons that yeah. we can put into the air. And you say, there's yeah, also crazy. this monster that looks like a human, but has hair all over its body. And we call it a, um, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how are they to know yeah, which, right. which is real? And which and is I, fake. I think I've talked to you about that before, about the disconnect children have between reality and, right. and fiction. Right. I mean, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And it, and then that's the key to knowing when a kid is really ready for different types of horror. Um, oh. it, because it can be traumatizing if they don't know that what they're engaging with is fake, but kids have this amazing imagination. So they do have a sense right. pretty early on of, you know, false worlds and fantasies. I'm glad you brought that up. That was one of the things I was going to bring up because uh, especially like horror movies. I mean, early on, I watched some really terrible movies. Yeah. Like seven, eight, nine years old, uh, like slasher films. Yeah. Um, so like now, like my kids, just because of their daddy and how, you know, I had a Halloween and Friday the 13th poster like hanging up and, you know, uh, I've had, you know, zombies are in our lexicon of dialogue yeah um because daddy loves that stuff you know or like daddy does scary videos at scare house yeah um so it's like my kids kind of like zombies like we'll play zombies right like we'll chase each other as zombies and it's hilarious and then you like you know you numb on their arm and like act like you're eating them but it's funny it's like a tickle game right it's Um, the same as playing any kind of make-believe right yeah yeah and i think you know i like i like my son like he's five my my daughter is seven. She's scared of everything. She's yeah. kind of like my wife. Yeah. She's, you know, which is fine. That's normal. It's uh-huh. fine. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. she can be a scaredy cat. It's adorable. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but like my son, like he's, he's kind of like, yeah, I'm in. Like, uh-huh. look, like, I don't care. Like I want right. I want to watch, you know, I'm downstairs like catching up on walking dead and he's like, can I come down and see you? Yeah. And he's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, zombies, you can't watch it. And he's like, oh, but I, can't, I want to though. Yeah. I'm like, no. No, it's kids, kids. It's the violence. You know, I, I'm more sensitive about the violence. Right. But like, I just had this thought about like watching the universal monster movies. Uh huh. Cause like 1932 Wolfman is pretty tame, but it's still really scary. There's not like violence and gore and sexuality, but 
You know what I mean? Oh, when I saw a thriller video for oh, the first time. Oh, that's what did it for me. I was terrified. I ran up the stairs oh. and then I, I snuck back down and I just peeked around the corner and I saw Michael Jackson's face with the with the eyes and I was just like, oh, oh my God, I was terrified. That's I think actually, that was, what year did that come out? 84. So I was, four, no, that was 84. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure. So I was four years old. That was, um, yeah. yeah, that was But also, they, you me. know what too is like, I remember watching that too. And I, they played the hell out of it for three years. They did, they yeah. So I could have, yeah. Pretty sure it was eighty four. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had the same experience. Like, actually, my fear of thriller got me more interested about more horror. Yeah. It made me want to watch. I remember renting movies when I was eight or nine, and like looking at zombie covers, and I'm like, that's kind of like thriller. Like, I want to see that. Right. Like, I wanted to watch scary stuff. Yeah, I did you know? too. I, my, I kind of have a, cherry, a scary childhood too. So yeah, I did too. And it's, we, yeah. my sister and I would look for the the fun, scary ones. We would right. look for the werewolves and the monsters right. and the um and then the Exorcist. And I don't know. It, it stayed kind of. I remember in watching the, the Exorcist. That was bad I news. Did, yeah, I was not. I was I was messed That's, up. I was, that was scary. Yeah, but you know, it stayed sort of in the um, PG thirteen monster movies and right. had a lot of fun with it. Um, so I think it's all about the parents knowing where their kid is developmentally right. and, and what they can handle, and really listening to them. You know, mm. when I see parents at the haunt who are pushing their kids through, it drives me mad. And I do have that yeah. moment where I'm like, okay. You know, I'm, I'm here. Am I, so you guys, I want to go up and, and actually, you know, tell them that they're damaging their child. And I have, <laughs> I, have, have. Which I have, I have before Good for you because oh, I can't just I'm stand by and, and watch this, you know, and of course they get mad at me and think I'm a terrible person, but you know, here their kid is crying. Now, do you guys have an age restriction here? A well, suggested age? We do. See, it's, it's not, we, we have on our tickets that no one under seven will be admitted and it's recommended well, for 13 geez, and over. But what happens is, you know, we'll go over all of the, the front of the house employees. They'll bring the 14-year-old and they we'll, have an eight-year-old They'll sibling. say, you know, we'll say, you know, how old is your child? We, I learned this from, from experience because if you go up and say, you know, we don't admit anyone under seven, they immediately say, well, this kid's seven. I'm like, in what, uh, what calendar are right, you right, using? Because right, right. this child is obviously not seven. So now I ask the kid how old they are and they'll be like, Four and I'll they bring four year olds in. Yeah, because it's cheaper than getting a babysitter, and that's why they don't want to oh. do it. Yep. Well, I mean, I know this because you know Sean Collier and I do movie screenings, and I had a three year old in Evil Dead the remake. Oh wow! Have you seen that? I haven't, but I've seen. It's probably it's gory, the right? bloodiest movie I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. And in that movie, here here comes the segment of the podcast where I become douchey dad. <sighs> um, some people think that, but you know, and but I don't care. Yeah. Um. This this toddler, at least three years old, maybe two, just hysterically crying. Crying, yeah. And I go, how's the baby enjoy the movie? Yeah. Like really loud. And yeah. people laugh. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm serious. serious. You just are traumatizing that I'm kid. like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. Like I was messed up from Thriller at right. four. Right. They're watching someone's head get split open with a chainsaw. Right. Like- for entertainment too. Like yes, that's what's different that's, than, yes. than where we were, say, you know, 200, 500 years ago. If a child was raised on a farm or, you know, raised right. in a community where they were still doing public executions, these were things, not that they were better for the kids to no. see. I don't think that they were, no. but, but it was they still were like, like, this is, they knew it was bad, bad, right? Yeah, so yeah. they would go and they, they were like, they I'm going to be a good person because I will have that done to me. They would see, right. see this bad thing happening and know that it was happening because right. something 
like yeah. they had done something bad. But Bring when back they go public hangings, I hear you. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> well, they go with their parents to a scary movie, yeah. and and that's got to be confusing. Like they're seeing these bad, these things, horrific things, but yet, yeah, their parents brought them and. Like why for are you entertainment for something? Right. And so I think that it's difficult for them to it is kind of a put creepy, together in their think head. Think about it as a creepy scene in a movie where it's like, you know, where like those scenes where it's like, uh, well, it's actually, I just watched Elijah Wood's maniac. Oh yeah. Did you see that? I saw half of it. Okay. Um, but like, you know, uh, also there's, there's a lot of, uh, like horror movies of like things that they have seen in their origin story yeah. that made them crazy people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, in the movie Maniac, you know, Elijah Wood's mom is like a drug addict and a prostitute. Yeah. And he just constantly watches his mom do, right. like, very nasty things yeah. with men and yeah. women. And it makes him a little nuts. Yeah. And I and I thought about that, and I'm like, what's so different? Right. But besides, like, and what you're saying on that end is like, Bringing your kid in a horrific rated R movie, yeah, and being like, "Here, watch this." Yeah, it's not like, it's, yeah, it's, and the and the thing you bring up about it being entertainment, right? Like, oh, we're gonna go have fun at this movie, right? And it's one thing, you know, as adults, oh, and such I, mic- ugh, I, I talk about this a ton in the book that you know it is um, okay for adults to enjoy horror right. um, because my big thing is that it's all about choice and sort of informed Mm -hmm. consent. Kids don't know what they're signing up to. They don't know, you know, an adult who purchases a ticket for something is very aware. This is what, you know, I'm I'm going in for, but kids don't. And, uh, and that makes me sad. And then they're going to have these negative associations and not only that, but the kids who, you know, are dragged through haunted houses or scary movies. Um, they come away feeling, you know, bad about themselves because, Mm -hmm. You know, they trust their parents and they're thinking, well, my parents must think I should be able to handle this, right. but I can't. Oh, I must be, I must be a coward. And that yeah. then is going to mm, have a whole bunch of, of outcomes. Wow. They're going to overcompensate and, uh, and it's just not going to be good. I, I mean, I've always thought that, um, you know, and people, you know, will fight on this and I, you know, for a while I kind of held it the other way, but violence begets violence and, I wouldn't say that it would it well correct me if I'm wrong doctor uh, but like I feel like it's it's it is a choice um where you know I feel like if I accidentally hurt someone or got in a car crash I think because of my desensitization de what is it desensitization desensitization <laughs> um i feel like i could go up to the car crash and look on it and not throw up right but i'm also made a choice in my life too that me going up and stabbing somebody is, is it, wrong yeah so but i feel like that there are people that make those choices in other ways because like they've experienced that desensitization. Right. Desensitization. Yeah. Yeah. It's where, what's, where am I at on that? So, so it's interesting because there have been studies. I just looked this up. I, cause we, um, put it into the, uh, paper that we're submitting on, um, uh, from Scarehouse, uh, data. Um, this researcher pants get, or panks, panks seep, uh, did a bunch of study looking at the goal of rough and tumble play hmm. with kids and then there have been the studies done by people like Roger Hart looking at the importance of kids sort of doing scary things in, hmm. in so far as it helps them build a, a sense of uh, distress tolerance and sure. resilience. And 
so the key there too is that, okay, they're engaging actively um, under supervision and they're not witnessing real violence mm-hmm. uh, um, between people. So right. like the rough and tumble play um, is teaching them about their body, about how they move, how they can, you know, sort of interact with people. Yeah. Like um, playing on a jungle gym too, yeah. where they, you know, might fall and get hurt, but it's okay because yeah. they learned that they can do these things, do these challenging things. Yeah and be okay. And that's really important, but it is different than witnessing real violence. And and that sort of witnessing real violence with no context is going to um, have different types of outcomes, usually like just, you know, shutting it down, being like, I don't get this. This doesn't make any sense. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those parents that I, I really get upset. Like I get upset because I understand a little bit about child development. I mean, I did, yeah. I did work in that and counseling with adolescent teenagers and things like that. But, um, but even having my own kids now, um, yeah, that's crazy. I'm yeah. glad you say about the rough and tumble play. Cause that's my son loves that. Yeah. And it's okay. Like it's yeah. good. It can be really good for them. Like he, he can't wait for me to get home. Like yeah. if I'm traveling, doing stand up. I will come home and he's like, daddy, tickle me and wrestle me. Right. That's what he's waiting for. Yeah. And he will jump on the bed and wait for me to tackle him. Yeah. Like he can't wait. See, it's so hard to, to explain and, you know, just to the general population, the difference between things like rough and tumble play or, you know, letting your kid go and swing upside down on a, you know, somewhat dangerous playground Sure. and like kids fighting, you know, because, and I talk about this in the book, I uh, witnessed a pretty aggressive street fight in front of my house. That wow. was not rough and tumble play. That was violence, right? Yeah. you know, and there's such a big difference there. And one can be growth and learning and the other can be trauma, Right. but the rough and tumble play and letting your kids sort of fall, even like hurt themselves right. can be really good for later dealing with stress. Sure. I'm with you on that. Cause it's like, if you imagine, you know, raising a child in a completely sterile environment, yeah. their immune system is not going to be prepared to handle the, you know, um, diseases once they get out much like the native Americans when the, the, um, I, I know we're going all the way back here. No, when, I'm with it. I'm with so, it. This but, is the science episode. Yeah. The, um, you know, when Europeans came over and introduced all of these new diseases, they didn't have any, you know, um, uh, their immune systems weren't, uh, protected and much like sort of like that with kids, kids have to have opportunities to learn about their own, uh, stress response, their own ability to deal with fear. Uh, and that's why a lot of researchers think kids who are going into college now, are having such high rates of depression and Mm. anxiety because they've been so overprotected their entire Mm. life. And you can't, you will experience stress. You will experience fear. So you better start introducing your kids to it early in life in safe, healthy, challenging ways that leave them with a sense of confidence. It's like, I'm the guy that's always complaining. Like their kids have too many expectations. Yeah. I meet 20 year olds now that are like, I'm going to make a hundred grand out of college. Yeah. I'm like, what? No. Oh no, you're going to work at target for a minute. And then they, (laughs) they feel personally destroyed if they're rejected for anything. Yeah. And they're, they blame the world. Yeah. And then, you know, some of them make the choice to shoot places up. Right. And, and, and that's, you know, if they had grown up in an environment where they had been allowed to fail and allowed Mm -hmm. to, to hurt themselves. Absolutely. Um, or not win a trophy. Right. They would learn. Don't even get me started. Yeah. They would learn that life is not always fair. It's not always easy, but that you can do it and that you can overcome. And it's such a, um, lesson that, you know, a lot of, in a lot of other places around the world, kids learn it, um, pretty quickly. Like I was reading in Japan, most kids walk to school on their own in Japan. 
Now, granted, like they're... We, like we all used to? Yeah. Granted, the, in Japan, the rates of violence are very, very low. Um, right. But there are a lot of neighborhoods that are, they have also low rates have, of violence in the U.S. where the, right. that would and, never happen. But they also don't have the culture of violence that right. we have. Yeah. And aggression. Yeah. Yeah. And in the U.S., it is so so um, segmented by geography and socioeconomic and status. yeah. You know, you absolutely. could live... And that's what's so ironic is that you've got some of the people who are living in the, the wealthiest, safest neighborhoods who are the most consumed with fear and the biggest helicopter parents sort of watching every move that their mm-hmm. kid makes. And those are the kids that are then getting into school and having mental breakdowns because mm-hmm. they can't and handle they're fighting, it. fighting. Yeah. And they're the ones that are angry they can't get a prom date and take a gun right. to school. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So kids need to learn that they can That's be That's why scared. I always tell my wife, like, we talk about, like, moving to a nicer neighborhood or, you know, the more successful you get, you can move to a nicer neighborhood. And I'm like, I'm going to build a mansion in the ghetto. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. That's yeah. best for my kids. Yeah. And it's so, this message is really hard for, I think, a lot of people to hear because, they're like, well, you just said you shouldn't push kids through haunted houses. Now you should, you know, allow them to do scary things. And again, it's it is different. different, and it, and that's where parenting comes in. Yeah, you know, being able to tell when uh, is a safe opportunity right. and when it's it's not. Uh, that's interesting. Like the way you bring that up is uh, like two different things. It's one is that you know my son, you know, say whining about soccer, like you know, not you know, they pushed me. I didn't have a good game, and I'm like. Yeah. Go have fun. Do right. what you got to do. Yeah. Have fun. Go. Good. Go yeah. out and have fun. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But different yeah. scenarios. You say different things. Right. But it's like, you know, you fall and I'm like, what are you doing, bud? You're playing sports. Right. You're fine. Yeah. Go play. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. You know, you're not bleeding. Are you bleeding? You're fine. Right. right. Um, but then there's another instance where walking down my street to school every day, back and forth, there's a house that is, I'm trying to set up a little juxtaposition here. There's a house that decorates for Halloween. Okay, they got, you know, zombie hands coming out of the ground and tombstones, cool. Like, you know, I told you, my kids know a little bit about that stuff. Yeah. It's fine. They have spiders and skeletons. Yeah. And, you know, it's, there's some, you know, like I said, zombies a little yeah. coming out of the ground. But then there's just, uh, I actually have a picture of it. And if you go on my Instagram, you can see it. Um, there is severed heads being held by chains hanging on. Wow. Yeah. That's in their front yard? That's in their front yard. I'm surprised that the, or do you guys have like a homeowner's association or anything? A homeowner's association. I'm not that up yet. I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not that into the, but honestly, my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter walks past now for the last couple of days with her head to the ground. Yeah. And I'm starting to get like mad. Yeah. That's, that's see. And again, that's what here's, here's me- the original picture. You can you can look at it on Instagram. That's crazy. See, now there's there's zombies coming out of the ground. There's spiders and ghosts and uh-huh. ghouls. But that is like now I put it on Instagram as a joke and I said, um, "Is this a Halloween decorations on my street or is this CNN covering ISIS?" Right. I mean, I mean, this is if this was like real, they wouldn't even show this on the news. Right. And I mean, it is not all the heads. this this head by the way has glass in it. Well, that's the thing is that the heads. Um, are a lot of some of them are monster looking, but uh, those two look very human. And but yeah, it's uh, what it, what bothers me about that is that that homeowner is not giving anyone choice. 
Yeah. They're forcing everybody who walks So I'm by. not a douchebag? No, I don't think so. I mean, yes, there's freedom of speech or whatever, but that's just that's just not being a good person or a good neighbor. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, man, I'm really, it's really tough for me to pull the trigger on knocking on the door. And I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, hey, man, but it's every day and it's only October, you know, yeah. what? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, I'm going to, my kids are going to have to walk past yeah. this every day. And like, my daughter has nightmares about stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, what's awesome is that you said you'd go up and knock on the door. Like, absolutely. Do you know how many parents would just leave a passive aggressive note? And then it wouldn't go jerk. anywhere, and then it would. It would well, did you do I, that too? <laughs> but going up to the door no, and no. saying like, "Look, you can't." Well, and two, I like to be. You know me enough where like I like to be open and honest. Yeah. I, like I think I may. Yeah. And I'm I like, would, hey, look, like I love horror. Right. Just lay it. I'm out. a huge horror fan. Yeah. My kids know about zombies. They like zombies. We yeah. play zombies. Everything I was just telling you. Yeah. But these are like real looking heads. Right. Severed heads. Right. This is horrifying. Yeah. Like, this is something that, like, kids walking... I mean, this is two blocks away from a school. Yeah, that's that's just bad taste. That's Where was I one day? And I, I asked somebody to, um, I think that was smoking, to step out of the, like... Oh, yeah, I know. But, but they were like, there's no rule against it. And I said, no, there isn't. I just am asking yeah, as just, a favor. And yeah. it's just like sometimes it. people, yeah. if, you, if you're just, you know, saying this isn't just, I just would like you to do this, it almost makes it easier for them to say yes than saying it's common decency yeah yeah we should have i i realize i've been friends with margie for a while that we should have been brought up in the 30s yeah <laughs> yeah we're not of yeah. our time <laughs> right uh yeah i'm fine with that mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah I'm, I'm glad you say that uh and, you know maybe i'm not too oversensitive and and i still think that people are like oh get over it but I'm like, no. Yeah. You want your kid to have a really healthy emotional regulation yeah. system. So they need to have opportunities to, you know, to be stressed and, and fearful, but know that right. they're going to have the support of their parents behind them 100%. And so it's just, that's where good parenting comes in. That's, and that's the real <sighs> scary thing. I don't know how parents do it. I don't have I'm any kids. I'm doing it tonight. I don't have any I'm kids. I'm knocking on the door tonight. Yeah. It's, that's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, it is. Because like I said, I mean, geez, I, I mean, I, I work with you guys. I yeah. make, you know, horror right. stuff. I love horror stuff. But there's got to be a line. Right. There's time and place and, uh, and again, sort of choice, you know. I mean, too, like now I'm going to talk myself through it out loud. But like, yeah. you know, I could be a parent who's like, all oh, this is just rubbish. Yeah. This is just disgusting. All of this. No, I'm actually picking and choosing the one thing you put out. Yeah. Like, Hey, all this is cool. Right. Right. Like, that's fine. Even the zombie hands coming out of the yeah. ground, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But this is like a straight up, like, yeah. Severed heads. Like an, like an ISIS display. Right. Right. Like this yeah. is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I feel like, uh, I'm, I'm on the right track. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can do it. I was going to ask you one more thing. Um, I can't remember. Okay. Let's see if I can remember anything. Um, kids in fear. Uh, I think that, uh, one of a, a really fun way for, to sort of allow kids to get to their, to get to know their own fight or flight response, yeah. um, is by doing the fun old fashioned things like that are very tactile. So the peeled grapes, um, and the slimy, uh, you know, like spaghetti and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a nice way to introduce them to this idea oh, that cool. fake things can be scary fun. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I, I think that, uh, 
we talk a lot about like this is pretend yeah. and things like that. And it's fun. You know, yeah. it's not scary. Yeah. Because um, it was fun. I was just talking about like the Goosebumps movie coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, Sean Collier, who I do movie reviews with, he he saw it. Um, uh, and I asked him, I go, well, could my kids see it? Uh-huh. And what it sounds like is that my seven-year-old would be scared. Oh. But my four-year-old could probably Would watch okay. it. See, sometimes uh, it's, it's like that. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yep. actually, it got a thumbs up for being scary, but not like evil or grotesque or oh, violent good. at all. Good. Nobody dies. Yeah. Good for them. Yes. Um, I think Goosebumps is now owned by Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. I think. Scary books are good for kids, too. You know? Yeah. Age I grew up reading all the Goosebumps too. and stuff like that. I started with Edgar Allan Poe, which may have been bad. <laughs> of but... course you did. <laughs> Knowing Telltale you Heart. <laughs> and how you grew up and things you were into, of course you did. And then I went to the, you know, the, the, fun, the fun ones. So. I was reading, like, about serial killers at, like, 13. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm okay now. I'm a good dad. Right, right. Who's about to knock on somebody's door yeah. and tell them to remove their severed heads from their front yard. And you should lead with, just so you know, I started reading about serial killers when I was 13. Now, can we talk <laughs> about this in your yard? <laughs> I know. Um, that's fun. Uh, I'm gonna, we're, we're good. Okay, yeah. I think that was super fun. It's um, great. Man, I'm going to have to have you back. Anytime. Talk about that stuff. Um, but thank you. Thank you. And uh, make sure you check out Margie's book. Yep. MargieKerr.com. M-A-R-G-E-E-K-E-R-R.com. Yep. Scream, Chilling Adventures in the Science of Fear. Uh, spectacular journey. And thanks, friend. Yeah, thank you. This is great. All right. See you guys. Follow your heart. Bye.